Blog Talk Radio. Hi everybody and welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. It is uh, good to know that we cannot have a podcast without some kind of technical difficulty. I, I, I swear, you know, I'm sitting here at the controls. I listened to Howard Stern, right? Howard Stern, this I mean, long-time professional, been in the radio business for 40 years. And I sit there and I listen to his show and they're constantly having technical problems. Every episode. And, they, and, and here we are, we have this little... This little blog podcast, and 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 I I get frustrated by these problems of the, the, the site not working and logging me out at the last second, and so I guess if Howard Stern has problems, we're allowed to have problems. Jim, are you are you on the phone with me? I could hear you. I don't know if you could hear me. Uh, un unmuted and everything. All right. Well, at least that's not a problem. Yeah, because uh, Howard Stern you know, has problems. He gets a hundred million dollars a year, so he's a his problems are more. Uh, if, he has, if he has problems, we get a problem. Yeah, but it's exactly. like every week, every week there's something we need to find another platform or something. My friend, my friend um, Hernan, he 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 ran Fox, uh, part of Fox TV for a while, and he's just started a, a podcast company. So I got to look into that. We got to do something different. But anyhow, hi everybody. This is our latest Outsport podcast, the first one of March 2016. It is. The month of madness. I'm sure we'll be talking about the uh, NCAA basketball tournaments as they approach. Uh, we at least will have uh, one out gay male player in the tournament. and I'm not sure how Purdue's doing, if Bree's going to be there, but hopefully we'll have some women to talk about too. Today we have Matt Money Cage. Matt Money or Matt The Money. I, still am, I, I see both in different places, so I still am not clear which one it is. Pro wrestler who's out uh, coming on. He's going to join us, what, Jim, in a couple minutes? or uh, Yeah, he's supposed to be past? calling in in a few minutes. Okay, all right, good. And by the way, can I just say, <clears throat> I, 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 we, I don't want to dwell on politics, but we've talked in the past about politics being a sport and, and whether we should cover it or not as a sport. This might be the year to cover it as a sport because this is – Love him or hate him, Donald Trump is the most crazy, <laughs> entertaining thing I've ever seen in politics. And, and and every time I watch him, I'm just, I just find myself laughing. It's just, it's just wildly entertaining to me. So I don't want to get too much into politics, but I was watching this Mitt Romney talk today, and then Donald Trump gets on and says he's irrelevant. I'm not going to talk about him. And then he talks about him for a half hour. It's just. It is just it's, – it's endless entertainment. I'm sure you hate Donald Trump. Do you find it at least entertaining? Oh, I find it highly entertaining. I, would, I wouldn't vote for a president in a million years, but it is – I mean, I find my, I found myself watching the whole thing because I wanted to see what he wanted to say about Romney. 
And Ricky Gervais, the comedian, tweeted out, I wish I could develop a character as good as Donald Trump. I mean, it's it. The guy is so shameless, but he's so funny because nobody could out insult him. I mean, Romney goes <laughs> Romney speaks for 15 minutes and Trump goes and he went on and on and on. And, Ro- and Trump's critique of Romney was longer than Romney's speech. But Trump doesn't get the <laughs> get the irony. It's I mean, it's funny. I mean, the BBC World News, which covers, of course, the world, I said they never cover speeches unless they're nominating speeches or maybe, you know, on primary night. I just flipped it over, sure. and they were covering the speech live because that's the kind of draw this guy is. I mean, I, as I said, I would politically I would never vote for him, but he has been a brilliant politician. I mean, he's able to get more free media than, you know, I mean, it's amazing. Everything he does is covered live. It's covered in full. And he's just – I found myself laughing because he says stuff that nobody – like everything reduced to like a sport, like you said. He's a choke artist. He's a loser. It right. doesn't matter what the content of the critique is. It's simply he's a loser. He's a choke artist. I mean, and so it becomes like a locker room thing, you know, like a guy flashing his ring. You know, here's my ring. That's my answer to anything you say about me, and that's Trump. Look at the poll. But – and then he mentioned a CNN poll that has him with 49% of the Republican support now? Yeah, he Was had 49, the other guy in that second place had 19, and third place had 16. I mean, it's what what is becoming also entertaining is watching the Republican quote unquote establishment lose its collective mind as its grip on this nomination falls apart. I mean, the watching the Republican establishment react over the next couple of weeks is going to be entertaining as well. And 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 they're they're gonna he's gonna be the nominee. I they cannot well, if they try to deny him the nomination somehow at the convention, it would be a total war, which would be the best entertainment. I mean, they're the Washington Generals, and he's the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, they look so inept. I mean, they're like five steps behind. It's some of the stuff they're saying they should have been saying six months ago, but it is unbelievably inept how this whatever the establishment is, is kind of handling. They have no idea what to do with them. And any time you attack him, I mean, Rubio, I thought as soon as he started insulting him personally, I said, okay, Rubio's going to go down because you can't out. He's the master. You can't beat the master in the insult game. And all it did was make Rubio look really small to me. You know, like a fifth grader, you know, mocking <laughs> classmate, and Trump just calls him Little Marco, yeah. and it was like the perfect rejoinder, Little Marco, like patting him on the head and sending him off to, you know, have his chocolate milk. So yeah, it's uh, highly entertaining. <laughs> that de- that debate on Fox News tonight is going to get a crazy, crazy rating because everyone is dying to see what he says next. Well, we've been talking um, to the L.A. Times. What is the rating for the first, assuming it's Hillary and Trump, what is that rating going to be for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump for president? I mean, wow. 50 million people? Six, I mean, it's going to be – it has to set a record. It's just going to be – who's not going to tune in just to see what he says and what she says in response? Well, I we um, I will both be tuning in. i got to believe that uh, Matt – first of all, Matt, Matt, Matt is – Matt, is it Matt Money Cage or is it Matt The Money Cage? I still don't know which one it is. Uh, either or works, honestly. But which one do you prefer? Um, I think Matt The Money Cage rolls off the tongue better. Like, 
usually Matt the money people, cage. Matt money. I get one of I get I get one of three. It's usually either the money Matt Cage, money Matt Cage, or Matt the money cage. So <laughs> I guess it, I guess the only thing that I'm missing is Matt Cage money. So, uh, but yeah, change your change your. Well, it's like it's like the Donald. The Donald goes by just the Donald, and you're just the money. I got it. You should just go by the Matt. It works. Then it'll solve everything. That's it. If I just went, are you are you going to are you going are you going to are you going to be watching the the debate tonight as like like we are out of sheer entertainment? You know, I think that I'm going to wind up passing, but because I have a plethora of people on my social media that will be watching it, I think that following it via <laughs> tweets and Facebook will probably be enough entertainment for me. So I can get the live play-by-play and commentary on what's going on. It's like Howard, Howard Stern used to say that that like his 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 ratings um his ratings among people who hated him were higher than the ratings among people who liked him. Like the like people who hated him, more of them watched, more of them listened than the people who actually liked what he was saying because they people wanted to be shocked. And you're right, my Facebook page like explodes every time Donald Trump is on. Anyhow, enough of Donald Trump and the Republicans. Hi, Matt. <laughs> First of all, thank you for joining us. This is this is Matt the Money Cage, a professional wrestler who came out publicly um, was it last June, right? Yes, sir, June eighteenth. And 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 you thought, oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing this, and it'll be a blip on the radar screen, and it became a whole heck of a lot more than that. Just kind of like. What's the last year been like? Um, it's been it's been crazy for sure. Uh, you're absolutely right. I didn't expect it to become quote unquote a thing, <laughs> um, but it became a thing, and then some. Uh, things have definitely died down since last summer. Uh, kind of gone back to a semi-normal life, but uh, things have been pretty awesome. I've been able to do a few things and uh, be recognized in a light that I wasn't recognized in before uh, because of my coming out. So, um, like, I recently did my first public speaking appearance at a high school uh, for a uh, LGBT youth group, and um, that was really awesome. And so now I'm at a point where I recognize that even with my minimal, I guess, status as a celebrity of some kind, uh, which I don't really view it in that light, but other people do. But if I'm able to use that and be able to be a positive role model or, um, you know, help someone in a positive light, then I definitely want to because we're in a day and age now where a lot of people don't think that they have someone that they can look up to or talk to about their their issues as a you know, gay, lesbian, what have you, uh, or being in the closet or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I've been there. So if I can do that and and help out, you know, that's what I want to do. Matt, talk about the reaction within the sport, because you're in a, a sports slash entertainment that, you know, you are basically wearing a, you know, a brief and you're, you know, you're grappling with other men in a brief and there's clearly – homoerotic tendencies and there's you know in the past we've had wrestlers you know or or you know other sort of athletes in close fighting like that 
kind of make it sound like they don't want to be with another gay man, but you have not experienced any of that from your from your competitors, right? Everyone's been pretty cool with it. Correct. Um, and so talk a bit about that whole dynamic and how how they reacted when they heard and, you know, what it has it been in some ways more liberating for everybody because you're not hiding anymore. Definitely been liberating to me above all else. Um but yeah, I, I I didn't receive any negatives from my colleagues, you know, my coworkers and everything. Um everyone has been very, very uh, positive and and helpful and I mean it's it's not at all what I expected and I didn't necessarily expect uh, you know, everyone to like turn against me or anything like that. But you just never know how people are gonna respond and I was blown away by the fact that I received no negative, you know, backlash or uh, feedback or anything from people that I consider friends, you know, or or even just acquaintances or anything. Um, I got so many messages from even still now to this day, like it's been, uh, what, it's almost a year. It's coming up on it, um, which is insane to think about. But, uh, you know, even still now I'll get messages from people that, um, I don't know if they were too afraid to message me then or, or if they just, just now found out, but I just like about two weeks ago got a message from someone that I haven't seen in a couple of years that was, you know, very positive and was like, Hey man, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, but you know, congratulations and I'm proud of you. And, you know, if, if you have any issues, you can always count on me to have your back type of thing. And it's, it's definitely, um, uplifting to know that, not just my business, you know, in pro wrestling, but just life in general, you know, the way the world is, that we are finally starting to, you know, come around to where it's not an issue, where people are far more accepting, you know, even if they were raised a certain way, where they realize, you know, hey, this wasn't a choice that, you know, these people made, you know. They didn't. People didn't choose to be straight. That's just how they were. Just like you know, I I didn't choose to be gay. I I just am, and I feel like the ignorance that some people might have had um, is starting to dwindle because people are far more accepting now. And by no means are we at a hundred percent, you know, acceptance levels and things of that nature, but. Uh, I feel like we're definitely a lot further along now in the year 2016 than we were, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago even. So it's kind of awesome. And as far as my involvement in wrestling with it, I'm very happy to be a representative um, of, you know, the LGBT community and knowing that I can be a positive role model and know that I can still do my job and not have any of my – colleagues feel like I'm trying to take advantage of them in the ring uh, just because we're half naked. You know, I, I'm not involved in wrestling because I want to pick up guys. I'm involved in wrestling because it's something I love to do. And it's something that I've loved since I was four years old. So something that you just said, I, I want to talk a bit, a bit about because it's, it's the drumbeat that I keep hearing from, from LGBT activists and, and, and other people as proof positive of why athletes need to stay in the closet, and that is we're not at 100% yet. And I keep being told, and athletes keep being told, how dangerous sports are to come out, how how homophobic the black community is, 
um, um, how, how, how much homophobia has a grip on rural communities in the, in the United States. Yet over and over and over again, we keep seeing athletes come out and be accepted by some of the very people who said the most homophobic things in their life before they do. And, 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 and I'm, I'm starting to become frustrated with this constant drumbeat about how homophobic sports are because people keep pointing to those few percentages that continue to harbor resentment against gay people and not focusing on all of the support and all of the acceptance and all of the positivity in sports that there is. And I'm wondering if if you, when before you came out, if, if, if that drumbeat about those few percent that didn't make it 100% acceptance, if that was part of why you were afraid of coming out and 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 has, does it even matter to you as a gay man at this point that it's not 100% um honestly honestly no like i there was a lot of factors to me staying in the closet as long as i did and it wasn't just with my profession but also you know personally because one of the thing one of the biggest reasons for me was just rejection you know, um, I, my friends are my crutches in, in my life. You know, I always say that my friends are my crutches when I need someone to turn to, uh, to lean on for, you know, emotional support, physical support, whatever. Um, I can always turn to my friends. I know they have my back and having a feeling that you might lose a friend based off of something that you can't help, um, is, you know, awful, and a lot of us have, you know, dealt with that. So that was, honestly, like, it had nothing to do with wrestling, like, because wrestling won't last forever for me. You know, I won't be a pro wrestler forever, but I will be gay forever. <laughs> so, and uh, I definitely was afraid with that. And, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't afraid of, you know, that small percentage as well or worried about them. But anyone who says that, uh, uh, an athlete shouldn't come out because of the way that certain, you know, a small percentage of people might view it. Um, I feel that's very ignorant. I feel it's asinine because none of us, no human should have to hide who they are based off of what someone else thinks. And it's very unfortunate that so many of us uh, have had to, and so many of us still are, you know, uh, hiding that. And it's, it's it's unfair, quite honestly, and I feel that what a person does behind closed doors in their bedroom, who they look at on the street, who they kiss in their private life and what have you, it means absolutely nothing to what you do in your line of work. If you play basketball, who you're attracted to should not determine your success levels on the court, you know, in my case, what I do behind closed doors should not determine how well I entertain my fans. And I feel that it's very ignorant for anyone to say that someone should stay in the closet because, you know, X amount of people in this, this particular group thinks that it's wrong. I think it's unfair. And I don't think anyone should. By no means am I telling you know, dictating people's lives or expecting to by saying, "Hey, come out! It'll be a hun- you know, it'll be a hundred percent okay." Because the reality is, uh, that's not the case. No story but, is the same. 
But again, you know, but I, I and I feel keep hearing the, the fallback about that not 100 percent. Of of course, you can't force anybody out of the closet, but we keep we keep saying I can't guarantee you it's going to be 100 percent. And I, for me, the message should be I can't guarantee you it's going to be 100 percent. But that 99% is going to make up for that 1%. And, and we just focus so much on it not being 100% support when I don't know an athlete who's come out and it wasn't an unbelievably positive experience, even if it wasn't 100%. Well, you know, the thing about it is, to me, is, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, I feel that the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. And... Um, and I know it's the very cliche statement, but if a person that you were worried about, you know, not having your back anymore doesn't have your back when you come out, then that means that you shouldn't have had them. You know, you don't want that person in your life anyway. And everyone makes mistakes and everyone, uh, you know, does things that can be forgiven, you know. Like if you came out and a friend didn't support your decision at that exact moment, you know, they, you never know. They might come around years later and you can still have that friend. But my, my view on it is this, and this is in life in general, not even just with homosexuality or what have you, but there's no, there's nothing that is a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything does have an exception. So I feel like to get to that level of complete acceptance, um, within our community, you have to be comfortable with yourself and just knowing, you know what? I am a hundred percent because once I came out, I didn't feel like I had to hide anymore. I didn't feel like I had to lie or, or, you know, be secretive about my private life. And it's not that I'm throwing it in everyone's face nonstop. Um, you know, and, and putting my personal business, my private business in front of everyone's, life in front of their eyes, I feel at 100% now because I don't feel like I'm faking anymore. I don't feel like, you know, when my friends are talking about, oh, man, I went out with this girl, blah, 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 I don't have to say, yeah, I, I'm talking to this girl too when in actuality I'm talking to a guy. I can just say, hey, I went on a date with this guy last night, and it sucked. It was a terrible date, you know. Um, and I feel like that will allow us as a community to get closer to where we want to be. It's just being a hundred percent with ourselves. Yeah. But I think that's also part of the point is your straight friends do advertise their sexuality all the time by mentioning girls. So they are sort of in essence being very public about their sexual orientation, but because it's considered the norm, nobody thinks of it that way. But if a gay person mentions a same-sex, say, date, because it's so unique to them, all of a sudden it becomes an issue. You know what I mean? Like straight people don't have to come out the way gay people have to come out, even though they actually come out without anyone realizing any, the first time they mention a girlfriend or something. Oh, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. And when I say throw it in people's faces, I don't mean like the talking and, and regular conversation or anything like that. I mean more of the I'm not going to – it would be like this. A straight person can talk about what they do. You know, I went on a date with a girl. But, well, that one, they, they wouldn't say I went on a date with a girl. They say, I went on a date last night. You know, I don't say, oh, I went on a date with a guy now. I would just say, I also went on a date, and people just know. You know, but I don't go around and, you know, I, I, I treat what I do in my, in my life now as though it's, 
just it's normal to me because it is, and it allows my group of friends, the people that I associate with, to just feel normal too. You know, like uh, at first it probably was a little bit difficult for them because it was new to them as well. But at the same time, it was new to me because I I was in the closet for so long. So you know, I I did feel that that sense of you know, how do I go about my my life? You know, how do I talk about what I'm doing to my friends and share my stories with them? But then I realize I, I do it just like they do. You know, it's normal. And that's where the 100%, you know, being 100% with yourself, uh, in my opinion, comes into play. Because if you're just normal and we are normal people, just like everyone else, if you just treat your life and what you do regularly – other people will view it regularly. And that's where the, in my opinion, the acceptance and tolerance and all of those things come in, in the play. Have you heard from any gay wrestlers? Have they, have any, has anybody reached out to you to talk? Um, I have had a few, uh, wrestlers, um, no one of like, no one like in WWE or, or anything like that, but I've had, some people message me um, that have told me that I have given them a motivation to maybe come out themselves or, uh, you know, inspire them in some way or make them realize that it's okay, you know, it's accepted. And um, that was, it was very humbling because, like I said, I never expected it to become anything like that. Um you know, I, I had no clue. I, I wanted to share my story, uh, definitely, but I, you know, it's it's humbling to me. It's very, very humbling is the the, the buzzword, I guess. And, you know, I, I'm very what proud of What does that mean? What does have, it mean, it's humbling? It's like I, for, to, to be told that I've inspired someone uh, based off of something that I just did to... I guess get weight off of my back, you know, get weight off of my shoulders. You know, it's, it's crazy to me because we, I feel like people don't realize the, the power sometimes word hold. And for someone to tell me, you know, Hey, you know, I've, you know, I'm in the same boat as you, or I'm a similar boat as you and I'm living with this fear, but knowing that your career or your life has not been affected in a negative light, uh, mean you know makes me feel that I can do the same uh, it's awesome like that's it's an it's an awesome feeling quickly what about fans do you do you interact with fans now who know you're gay and sort of think it's really cool and has that got you a new fan base uh i definitely have i have definitely uh attained some new fans based off of it um people that probably did not watch wrestling. Uh, to begin with, but they might just pay attention closely to me. <laughs> um, but the fan base that I have has been phenomenal um, uh, since I came out. I, uh, you know, I, I'll never forget the day that I came out. I posted my uh, post on a Thursday, and then I had a show the next day on a Friday, and I was so nervous. And I went to the venue. And on this particular show, I was uh, portraying a villain. I was portraying the bad guy. And I just remember thinking, like, man, they might heckle me. You know, I don't know how they're going to respond. And, you know, everything was normal. Everything was as 
uh, as it went to plan as it ex- as I uh, expected it to, and then after the show, just like the overwhelming love from the fans, you know, they they understand that I'm portraying a role, so they boo me during the show, but afterwards, you know, there were so many people that were like, you know, way to go, you know, I'm proud of you, and you know, hopefully you're happy now, and and things like that, and and even since then, you know, like I have fans that are you know, always asking, you know, like, hey, man, how are you doing? You know, is everything good with you? And, you know, it's it's just awesome uh, because, especially in my line of work, fans can be very, very ruthless. They say, uh, they say very mean and derogatory things uh, sometimes. And I was fully prepared and braced myself for that impact. And it's just, uh, honestly, I've only had one instance where a fan uh, said something extremely derogatory to me, and uh, you know, I was in the ring and I just responded with something uh, that I thought would make me laugh. You know, if I was on the other foot, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, and it made the crowd laugh. So, uh, and then everyone well, whether, whether you're, that fan. Whether you're whether you're gay or not, the fans are going to yell at you if they don't like you, right? And uh, and I'm sure that they yell oh, homophobic stuff at, uh, whether they're gay or straight. But now we appreciate you you joining us. That's that's all the time we have this week. Um, and check out we'll we'll be reposting on social media Matt's story and 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 um, so you can uh, get to know him better and follow him on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Enjoy the wrestling match tonight in Detroit, and uh, we will talk to you next week.